Three, one, and that's two. Hi, <laughs> I'm Mike Morales. You are listening and watching Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our channels, networks. I'm here in San Antonio, sweltering San Antonio. That young man out there is... Jim Johnson in Youngstown, Ohio. Jim, I am excited as hell. I, I am excited as hell because we are going to taste and dissect a brand that I will tell you is making a resurgence. I haven't seen this brand in a long time. And when I saw them on Instagram, I knew I had to get them. It's El Diamante del Cielo. Now, this, this may or may not look familiar to you folks. This is a new, a new type of bottling. Uh, the old bottle is somewhat similar. In the old days, I, first of all, let me just say that this comes from a, uh, a distillery called Fabrica de Tequilas Finos. It's 14, no, 1472. And I don't normally go into the ins and outs of, of the tequila before we taste it. But... I've been, this was the first distillery that I was, I ever walked in. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this is a, this is Thursday when we're taping this folks. I'm not sure when you're going to be able to see this. So this is my throwback Thursday. <laughs> okay. As, <laughs> as, as Jim, do you so want to say how long ago that was that you walked into that distillery? Uh, that was, that was in 2000. What year was that? 2000. That was the first blue agave tour. And I want to say it was like 2000, 2003, four, five, somewhere on there. This was the first distillery I ever, I was ever in. And this, this was way before uh, uh, Amber Beverage bought the distillery. That was just recently, Amber being Stoli. Um, Amber's the, the, the United States division of Stoli. And, um, the master distiller's name was is Arturo Fuente, and in the old days, the old iteration of this brand, they had it used to come with a with a, 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 a like a kind of a silken rope that reminded me a little bit of uh, uh, you know how you you tie back curtains with a, like it had tassels. Yeah. Okay. That it came with a with a tassel, and his signature was on the top there, and it was called El Diamante del Cielo. Uh, and and we call it Cielo Tequila. Even in those days, it was highly, highly underrated. I loved it. I loved the pricing. And then one day, it just disappeared. Um, I, I'll, I'll tell you more uh, more of how what the distillery looked like back then and, and all that. But anyway, I saw this tequila come back, and they sent us some really nice uh, – you, you folks can follow them on Instagram – uh, a company by the name of R.S. Lippmann uh, out of Nashville is importing these now with a new look, new information on the back. And I, as you can tell, I was so excited because I love this tequila. I, ha I, ha I don't normally, but I had to try the Blanco. So, so Jim, I've already broken the seal on this, but I'm That's not okay. That's I'm, okay. I won't share. I'm going to pour some in my Stasol Jarrito. Uh, that we use for tequila, because you know, sometimes I get excited too. Well, you know, it's been a, when it's like seeing an old friend. You know what I mean? Um, and ooh, nice little bubbles on the on the ling little bit of lingering bubbles on it. Um, it's just that you know, I, I I was 
so many brands. I, I did a, a really short video. You might you might have seen it on on our Instagram stories, but I just did a short vi video yesterday, day before, about the gnomeless. I have gnomeless to go back from two thousand two. Um, and they were really, really thin. You know, you could print them out because there were only like 640 some odd brands. And then they get bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually I had to stop printing them out because they looked like phone books. Yeah. And I was running out of ink and paper. And uh, now we have, uh, up right here in July, we have up to 1,400, over 1,400 brands. And I was always... I, I was always saddened by the, the tequila disappearing, this one in particular, because I, I was really fond of it. So that being said, we've poured some. We are looking through the, the jarrito. Beautiful legs and tears are not clinging, but they're, they're str streaming down beautifully. Let's see what our nose is like here. Oh. That smells wonderful. <laughs> oh, that smells wonderful. Wow. Yeah, when when I, you know, it had been so long and my palate and my nose has, have, have gotten way more experience back than, than it was back then. But it even it even occurred to me at some point that there's even more character in this in this Blanco now than there was back then. And back then, I remember seeing, the last time I saw Cielo, it was in, in, uh, uh, it was in cases at Costco. You know, uh, I mean, Costco, the big, the big box store, Costco is notorious for, you know, beating down the price and having these crazy sales on really good tequila. And, and this particular distillery, as a matter of fact, used to make the uh, Costco's Kirkland signature. That was one of the first. That was one of the first places that made Kirkland for them. That's how much I know about this. Don't know how I feel about a tequila called Kirkland tequila. This sounds like us. It's Kirkland signature, and but you know what? Everybody laughs about that, but they're they've always stuck to quality, which is really weird. They've always found the distilleries that would make it a quality product. But they beat down the price like hell. I mean, nobody was making any money on that, and they probably still aren't. But but that doesn't deter Costco because they want to be able to sell, you know, their tequila to their customers because it's a membership only. I mean, they'd be dumb not to, right? Right. It's almost like a like like a control state. Well, plus, if you're going to buy the Kirkland tequila, you're going to buy the giant vat of lime juice from them. You're going to buy the whole, sure. you know, the 60 tons of salt. You're going to get the whole thing. <laughs> so this has a really lovely kind of pepper and citrus nose on it. Yep. And it's and it's substantial. Um, yeah. It's almost on that. When I first opened it, that first pass, just the first pass. Uh, it was baked agave right away, and then it and then it began to open up as as as, uh, as the citrus notes. Wow, wow. I'm ready to dive in if you are, man. I I know that I don't. You tell Look. me. It may not have opened up enough for you, but yeah, let's do it. Let's 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 give it a shot here. Let's give it a shot. All right. Mm 
Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That explosion at mid-palate, from mid-palate to the rear. Wow. Wow. That is, um, it's got a long finish. It's got what I would call, it's not a ton of spice, but it's like a sweeter spice. It's almost like, you know, if you get a biting cinnamon, but there's a little sweetness to it, a little bite to it, but it's not too much on either side. And I got to tell you, the first at the front of my palate, I almost got like when you get a really nice cigar and you first put it in your mouth to wet that cap, you get just a little bit of, of the vegetal leaf quality of it with the aged quality of the tobacco. This has that same kind of the agave's got just a little bit of like it's settled a little bit, like it's rested. Yeah, but it's yeah. Not, it hasn't been, but it's just it's it's a subtle vegetal flavor that's that's. I, I like that. I like there's, that. There's a substantial mouthfeel. Um, I, you know, the first time I, I I opened the bottle, I just poured it in, my, in a snifter. I don't actually use these glasses for uh, uh, for everyday sipping. I probably I, I do on occasion, but. But when it comes to the, you know, like seeing an old friend, I I kind of already know what to expect, and and in, you pour it in any every other glass, it's going to taste and smell a little bit differently. But um, on this time, um, I almost got like a just a light hint of a of um, anise, but on the retronasal, you know, on the on the just after it gets after you, the finish, you know, and you <clears throat> I start clearing yeah. my throat, I got just a hint of the anise. And I, I tell you what, I look and look and look for that now because some, some Blancos now have a ton of this anise that I'm going to assume, unless I taste or feel otherwise, that, it, that it's actually supposed to be there. Um, but, wow, there's – they – I, I will I, – I'm going to go out on a limb and say they – I think that even – it's even more improved – now, a few years later, than maybe than I remember back then. And again, I I hadn't back then. I wasn't dissecting them a lot. You know, it was just it was just Alex and myself. Um, but and we didn't have the glassware that we do now either. You know, now all we had were riddles, and now this this harito just opens up all kinds of stuff that's hidden in there. You know, you said something about a baking spice aroma. A little bit <clears throat> baked spices. Well, baked agave, I think. Baked, baked agave, but but th this has a um, a raw spice quality to it. If you have a cinnamon donut, it tastes like cinnamon. But if you take cinnamon and put it on your mouth, it's it's a the flavor profile is going to be different. And I think that's where that little anise hit comes in is it's got a raw spice quality to it, but it's not a bad raw spice quality. No. The, the floral agave sweetness on this with that raw spice quality makes for a very nice full flavor right right up front on this thing. Yep. I very totally nice. agree. I, I was so impressed, you know, and it was it was really gratifying to be able to it was funny. Um 
uh, R.S. Lippman, um, I had, uh, you know, we, we go through a certain process when we, when, uh, when we solicit tequilas. And, um, and when I saw this, the resurgence of this brand and the rebranding and the retooling that they did, um, and knowing what I knew then about the distillery, like I said, I, I, the old bottles, and I have my old bottles in storage elsewhere in another state, but you'd see Arturo Fuentes' you know, signature. He was, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, this was even one of the first tequilas to actually have uh, a signature of the master distiller. You know, it was rare to see that. I, Arturo, you know, even when I saw it, 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 it was confusing in those days. You would go, who's Arturo Fuentes? Is he like the owner? You know, and, and I wasn't the cigar guy bought this. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, and I wasn't even heavy into cigars, so that didn't even click for me. But I go, who's our? So it wasn't until I put two and two together, I met Arturo Fuentes. He was the plant manager, as, as it was in those days, a plant manager and a master distiller are the same guy. All right. They're the same. They're the engineer who not only engineered the warehouse and the machinery, he, he, he's the guy who makes the final product. Okay. And he oversees a lot of final products. Uh, uh, I know Mexican Moonshine. Uh, which is going to be renamed here shortly. That comes out of this distillery and, and several others. You probably Rooster Rojo is a brand new one we have not been able to get. Um, but, uh, you know, it was like I say, to have a signature of the guy there was confusing. And then when I met the man, he's very um, he's a scientist. You know, he's, he's not a not a he's very quiet, not a real people person back in those days. But the really cool part was when they took us into the tasting room. It sits above the barrel room. It was the first time I'd ever been exposed to a resting a warehouse, a, a, a barrel room is what we call it. And they had a big, long, like, uh, uh, meeting table. And there were like 35 of us in there. That table was big enough to seat us all, right? And we're all sitting there. And we look over to our, our left, depending on where you're sitting. And it's open. It's it's like a it's like a loft. The office, the tasting room is a loft, and you look over the railing, and there are barrels and barrels of tequila resting. Oh, that's cool. And you're going, oh man! And this again, this distillery is famous for tequilas like Tonala, Sol Sol Dios. I think is another one. That's one that you may have seen. It's a blue pyramid with a red cap on it, and that looks like a like a clown nose. You know, uh, it, this particular distillery is known for its porcelain bottles as well. Um, I just, I got lost in their warehouse. It was that's cool. really kind of cool. It was, it was like, that's it, cool. It was my first distillery that I, that I ever went to. And when I told that story to R.S. Lippman, they, they, you know, they were really nice uh, about sending us out there. Because it turns out, and as is most, most of the time, you know, uh, unless you've actually visited these distilleries, you don't know where they come from. You don't know a whole lot of it, and and uh, about it, and and the people even that that import them. You know, not everybody's been able to get to that distillery. It just it's just not feasible. So uh, I was really. What do you think, man? Brandon Promise, are we going to nominate? This? Absolutely. I I think this is probably one of the best expressions of what untouched agave should taste like of any blanco that we've had. This has a lot of the unprocessed, unbaked in, unrested. It's just very, but it's presented in a really nice package. I, I like the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you think of the uh, the new rebranding? You think it's something that 
We should. Uh, well, consider. I don't know the old brand. I don't know what the bottle looked like it in the past. Less. There was even less to it because you know they didn't have the see-through. It didn't right. have. The I do like this bottle though with the see-through. I mean, you know, um, you don't have to if you don't want to. I mean, it's not. It's just rebranding for the brand, you know, for itself. I like the idea that they had that little wax sealed tassel with the signature of the master. Yeah, of yeah, that takes me, you know, that takes me back to my whiskey side. You know, I like that. Yeah, it, it was kind of sad that, it, that it's missing, but you know, hey, whatever. You know, uh, I think it's wonderful. I think it's a brand of promise nominee. And yeah, then, and I think this yeah. bottle could have nothing on it and just drink what's inside of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm so looking forward to hearing. Your your thoughts on on the on the other the rest of the line because they got a they got a beautiful reposado and an añejo coming up and I, and well you know will be there'll be more stories but so far that's our take on cielo tequila silver tequila the the brand new and improved uh, rebranded cielo tequila uh, coming in uh, being imported into Nashville so if you guys are in the, the southern United States or Nashville's become a big hotbed now for tequila. Yeah. I always knew it was going to be uh, Nashville, Atlanta, um, the, the Carolinas. I, I think I think those would be the next hotbeds, even more so than Florida, actually. Uh, so you'll be seeing it there, and it's gonna it's got some stiff competition because there's some really good tequilas coming coming into Nashville. So uh, congratulations to them. Stick with us. Uh, we will have the entire line here for you. But as of now, I'm Mike Morales. Here in San Antonio, that gentleman out there is Jim Johnston in Youngstown, Ohio. You've been watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our channels. And uh, don't forget to subscribe wherever you, you get your podcast, wherever you download those, like on Spotify or iTunes. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe, hit the red button, hit the notification bell. And whatever you do, tomar sabiamente. Sip wisely. <laughs>